Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Breaking news. Migrant encounters at the southern border hit another all-time high. Numbers surpassed 239,000 in May. Up from $234,000, the record that was set in April. Setting a record every month. Wow. And yet, unemployment is so brutally low that restaurants can't find anybody to work there. Which is part of why this is probably continuing, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling the moneyed class wants the border to remain open. Sure. Um, completely open. Uh, I, I got to admit, this, there are so many aspects of what's going on right now economically and and to some extent news-wise, but mostly just the economics of it, that I'm just baffled by. We were just talking about the housing market, how insane it was for quite a while. And, you know, everything varies depending on where you are, your local real estate market. But, I mean, it was just overheated to the point of boiling for a long time. Where does that go now? Uh, You know, is it a soft landing? Is it a crash? Is it uh, those hundreds of thousands of laptop people making hundreds of thousands of dollars that we were talking about last hour? Is that actually going to come to pass those uh, those huge layoffs and, you know, or or, you know, the the things settle down in Ukraine where, oh, I guess the euro leaders have arrived in Kiev Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and holding meetings with Zelensky, who is saying, thanks for your support. But what I need is guns and bullets to put in them. 
Um, right, but in two, are are houses are going to crash and like become worth significantly less in two thousand five? Is that when it was in my neighborhood? Anyway, I owned a house that went from X to not half a X, but close, sixty uh, percent uh, of X in mm. like a month. Oh yeah, in like a month, cratered. Is that going to happen again? Well, yeah, and I'm sorry. I piled so many tangents on top of each of uh, themselves, I forgot where I was going with it. It's also possible that Ukraine settles down, for instance. Uh, you know, the supply chain gets worked out. COVID becomes just a non-factor uh, in terms of China and, and the global supply chain, blah, blah, blah. And, then you know, things turn around relatively quickly. It's, yeah. it's possible. You know, I don't want to pitch doom like one of those websites that, you know, they, they, they make their bones by scaring the hell out of you all the time. But uh, I just don't know. Hold on. I'm going to sneeze. Uh-oh. I think I got the... Yeah, you're oh. like Dr. Fauci. You got the vid. There you go. Now everybody's got it. I was hanging out with Dr. Fauci last night. I represent science. No, I just, huh. I just actually did the percentage because I was guessing in my head. My home in, I think, a two-month period in 2005... Went from what it was worth to worth 63% of what it was worth in about 60 days. I mean, that's extraordinary. Yeah, that sounds about right. I could crunch some numbers on our house, but uh, I don't remember. Is that, is, I don't want to think about it. Is that going to happen again? I wonder. And if it doesn't, that's its own thing. Our house is just going to stay at the price they're at now? With interest rates being high? Who's going to be able to buy these places? Well, that's why I'm so befuddled by all of this. I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough to know what I don't know. And the whole credit default swap thing, intentionally given uh, mortgages 0% down to any crackhead that could fog a mirror, then <laughs> packaging them up, having lying, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the agencies that uh, rate assets all right have those liars lyingly lie and say they're old or a plus and then sell them to poor unsuspecting foreigners and when that all goes to hell the the entire economy collapsed who who, who knew well wall street knew as usual and they run the place but uh, anyway uh speaking of uh volatile times a couple of things i came across that are just extraordinary uh, number one, the New York Times, which, as usual, does a lovely job of reporting and a terrible job of interpreting, um, in an article written by somebody named German Lopez, which is an interesting name and somewhat confusing. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, is he going to come at you with a uh, Guten Morgen, mein Freund, or uh, Buenos Dias? I don't know. I think probably bu- speaks English. I think Buenos Dias in Lederhosen. <laughs> anyway. Ah, he mentions that 35 people were killed in mass shootings in Buffalo, Uvalde, and and, uh, Tulsa over the past few weeks, focusing national attention on America's unique gun problem. Okay, so that's the time, the time frame we're talking about, 35 people. All right, hold on to that for a second. In that same time frame, around 1,800 people were killed and almost 500 wounded in nearly 1,600 other shootings in the U.S., including at an L.A. warehouse party over the weekend. So in the time we've been talking about those 35 people, and it's tragic and it's horrible and it's sad that they died, 1,800 people have died in your more run-of-the-mill gun violence in America. So would that be analogous to... If a plane crashes this afternoon, it leads the news, and we hear about the investigation to figure out why it went down with 300 people on it, even though 
while you were watching the news, that many people may have died in car wrecks around the country. Is it the, is that the same sort of thing? Yeah, I think so to a large extent. Uh, and well, and it's a different sort of shooting too, as we've discussed. I mean, two people who live in a culture where you settle disputes with guns, shooting each other, is one thing. Some angry psychopath deciding a whole bunch of strangers need to die. It's just it's a phenomenon of evil that I just think we're we're still trying to come to terms with as humans. Yeah. Well, I know it strikes me emotionally different. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't. Uh, I see the Monday morning reports every Monday morning about how many people were shot and killed in Chicago or Atlanta or wherever in gang violence mostly. Yeah. And I think, oh, God. But it doesn't have the emotional impact of a whole bunch of fourth graders being murdered by a psychopath. Oh, of course. Well, and I think the other part of it is, and uh, the New York Times here is focusing on Chicago, uh, the black neighborhoods in Chicago specifically, which host, probably poor choice of words, but that's where the vast, vast, vast majority of shootings take place. I mean, it is a tiny number of blocks where the vast majority of shootings take place, and they're talking about uh, the homicide rates in Chicago have skyrocketed from... Uh, you know, uh, the the lowest low uh, in the early 2000s, I guess, just to the present day when they're unthinkable. And they're talking about how uh, the homicide rate in Chicago by race is, for instance, it's 2.2 per 100,000 for white people. 2.2. It's 15.7 for Latinos and 85.2 for black folks. Wow. In Chicago. Now, they attribute it all to poverty. Poverty tends to uh, have a, a black and brown face, and that's why people shoot each other. So poverty is why people are shooting each other. Um, and they don't even touch on uh, cultural issues or, 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 or norms in the neighborhood and what they can, what can be done about them. They just say, if you can get these people jobs in schools, they'll stop shooting each other. And that may actually be true. But we as a society have been trying to do that for generations now, pouring trillions of dollars into the project. Much of it wasted, some of it useful. Um, but if you're actually concerned with people dying now at horrific rates and way, way higher rates than they used to. I mean, for instance, the black people are dying at 85 per 100,000 these days. It was 30, it looks to be about 35, not 85, 35 per 100,000 in 2004-ish. Wow. So that's not about poverty or income inequality. And how can the New York Times be so blinded by their ideology they can't recognize an increase that astonishing? Anyway, I thought that was notable. Um, you know, what to do about it, the sociological stuff, that's complicated, too, and it's difficult, too. But it's a very small number of people in a very tight geographical area doing all the killings. Second story, uh, trouble in our nation's cities. And I openly admit, I think I may have been wrong about drug legalization through the years. What effects it's likely to have, um, that sort of thing. Uh, the numbers in Portland, Oregon, from drug overdoses and, and, and pain are skyrocketing. 
Oregon, having overwhelmingly passed Measure 110, the Drug Addiction Treatment and Recovery Act, one with 58% of the vote, decriminalized possession of small amounts of all drugs, including hard drugs like heroin, meth, cocaine, and fentanyl. Uh, they have a horrific overdose problem. Practically nobody is taking advantage of the drug rehab opportunities that this law was supposed to uh, usher in. Um, uh, drug overdose hit an all-time high. I'm sorry, drug overdose deaths hit an all-time high in 2021, a 41% increase from 2020, and it's even more this year. Does that run in some sort of cycle, you think? Do we work our way through that and everybody sees, oh, hard drug use kills people like crazy, but we have to have several thousand people die in a city or or tens of thousands before people wake up? I don't know. Well, one of the uh, there's a variable in there that's tough in that drugs are not the same as they were in previous years. True. That, that variable makes it difficult. Good point. Fentanyl is a, an enormous uh, factor. Of course, it follows on the heels of opioids, which was a, a new thing, too. Um but I just don't know, because incarcerating people for minor drug offenses, which doesn't happen nearly as much as you've been told by George Gascon, for instance, who let uh, cop killers go. More on that story to come. Um, over-incarceration for drug crimes. Yeah, maybe we went too far, uh, you know, under Clinton and Biden, or Clinton and Gore, rather. Um uh, and Biden pushed that law through. Maybe we did go too far, but again, how many tens of thousands of, of poor, unfortunate idiots and, and good people who just made a mistake are going to die before we think, you know, the other approach wasn't so great, but this is no good. And crack down on drugs again. I wonder. I don't know. I want to talk about this later. Japan made online insults punishable by up to a year in prison. Online insults. What, what counts as an insult? Boy, that would not work in the United States, at least as we're currently constructed. John Hinckley Jr. with a exciting tweet yesterday. Do you know who he is? He's the guy that dang near killed Ronald Reagan back in the day. He got out of jail yesterday, and he tweeted out, after 41 years, two months, and 15 days, freedom at last, in all caps. Because he's out now. He's completely out, like unsupervised, gets to do whatever he wants in his life, out. After right. 41 years and a couple of months being locked up. And there's talk of him playing a concert in central park in new york i have a note on that which will if you have a shred of respect left for humanity it will you will not after this story (laughs) okay that among other things next armstrong and getty Owner Kim Sill is asking this question on the pet adoption application. How do you feel about gun control? I don't think it's a bad thing to ask people how they feel about gun control. I don't, I don't think that's bad. I think it's good to know how your neighbors feel. The trouble began when Kim sent out a newsletter supporting gun control and announced her private rescue shelter would stop adopting out animals to anyone opposing gun restrictions. We are a dog rescue. We're a nonprofit. We get to choose who gets these dogs. You do. You do. But okay. Wow, that's that person. She's like another breed of dog from me. That's ridiculous, ma'am. 
what are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, what she's doing is she's making a blanket judgment that anybody who doesn't think like her is probably an awful human. And shouldn't uh, get one of these beautiful dogs. So, stock market, at the time that we're saying this, if you're listening to the podcast, I don't know if it rebounds or whatever, but at the moment, the stock market is down 700 points. Moving down. Um, tech stocks trading between 2 and 5% down just today. This is after doing this day after day after day after day for a long time now. Uh, with all your, your big ones, uh, Amazon, Microsoft, Netflix, all these down. Twitter, the only one that's up because of the news that it's expected Elon Musk is going to confirm that he's buying Twitter today when he speaks with employees of Twitter. So apparently that's going to happen. The continued drop in the stock market, the S&P is down 2.5% today, just today. After, I mean, look at the chart. That is quite the graph there. Anyway, what are you going to do? Life goes on. Yeah, I'm. I definitely have that. Uh, I'm falling feeling in my stomach. When is this ride over, Daddy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were going to mention that John Hinckley Jr. got out after 41 years of being locked up because he tried to kill the president at the time, Ronald Reagan. Um, he's out now, and he's right. going to play concerts. And they were talking about booking him in Central Park in New York, but that has fallen through. I think. I, th- I think I saw that. It, it, well, yeah, he uh, he had announced an upcoming concert in Brooklyn, I guess, um, and and it sold out. What? Just yeah, like for I the know, irony, that's... or the be able to say you were there? I mean, it's not because you're digging his music. I mean, he's he's no, yeah, no, his music is terrible. It's childlike. He's obviously still a very sad, crazy person. Um, but yeah, I guess the gawker factor. Yeah, say you were there. Just look at him. Look at the beast. Interesting. Do you want to hear a little of his music? Yeah, let me remind me what John Hinckley Jr. sounds like when he's not shooting presidents. You got the answers to everything I need. All right, so it gives you an idea. And fine, if you want to, if that's your music, that's fine. But it's hard to imagine it would sell out in any other situation other than Oh, my God, I get to see the guy who tried to kill the president, sing a whatever. Um, uh, Coming up, I do want to talk a little bit about Ukraine, what's going on there. It is not good, although uh, many of the nations or maybe the world's leaders are going to be in Kiev today to meet with President Zelensky, which is definitely good. But I came across this and it struck me just because I was at a restaurant last night. I'm rarely at restaurants, but I was at a restaurant last night and I hate this. So I'm in agreement. The uh, opinion piece. QR code menus are the death of civilization. You know, oh. might, might, might be overstating it, but I do hate them. And this person hates them, and I think most of us hate them. But she's going through the how, how different the restaurant experience is with the not talking to a, particularly if you're at a decent restaurant, you know, probably pretty charming, nice waiter, and you talk about the food and what people like and what the specials are. And all that stuff. No, no, you, you get out your freaking phone, which shouldn't even be at the table at all, but now you have to have it out, and you download the menu, which is hard to scroll through and read, and you're both staring at your phones during the meal again um, by, by design. Yeah, I hate the whole thing. I also hate the paying the bill that way. Well, you had me at, you can't read it. It's, it's way too tiny. Yeah. You know they do that at malls now? They've taken the maps out of malls. If you want to know where the gap is, you can't look at a map anymore. You have to download the 
the, the QR code on your phone so they can steal all your information. Every mall I've been in is like oh, that. Nice. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In the views of the Ukrainian government, the Germans have been a lot of talk and not enough action. This week, President Volodymyr Zelensky issued a rare public rebuke of German Chancellor Olaf Scholz saying this to one German news outlet. We need Chancellor Schultz to give us certainty that they will support Ukraine. He and his government must choose not to do a balancing act between Ukraine and the Russian Federation. So Jake mm. Tapper being pretty hard on German leadership re-supporting uh, Ukraine yesterday on his show. A little more on that in uh, just a second. But the leaders of Germany, France, and Italy are meeting with President Zelensky in Kiev today. They also toured Irpin, where Russian soldiers are accused of committing atrocities. I think that was a pretty good move by President Zelensky to take them around and say, here's, uh, here's where they're raping old women and murdering children, in case you're wondering what that looks like, to maybe uh, you know get some of them uh, to move a little further on this issue, as uh, they can, the Ukrainians continue to say that they are not getting enough support. The New York Times report questions are mounting over EU's support for Ukraine, as it is a... Uh, some of the language has not been as uh, much resolve as we were seeing a month ago, for instance. Int- interesting that uh, Olaf Schultz would show up a couple of days after getting a verbal spanking. 
I'm sure they'll discuss that. Yeah, got a little more on what we are giving the Ukrainians, what they're asking for and what they're giving them, because there was a uh, some questioning on that yesterday. We'll get to that in just a second, but here's a little more of Jake Tapper beating up on the German chancellor. While it's true Schultz uses the right words, branding Putin a warmonger and terming the invasion a Zeitenwender, meaning a turning point in the history of German foreign policy, a term not used lightly, some critics feel it's different when it comes to German Chancellor Schultz's deeds. As one German political commentator recently wrote, quote, the chancellor, despite his strong talk at the beginning of the war, has chosen effectively to do nothing. His indecisiveness is more than a political failure. It amounts to a dangerous weakening of the resolve of those who oppose Russia's war, clearing the way for more brutality and violence. It happens a lot, as we all know in politics. You have to look at what actually happens, because politicians regularly say things that they're going to do, and you assume, okay, good, it's going to happen. But then it never happens. (laughs) Or the opposite happens sometimes. Um, Yeah, it's funny. I'm just reading uh, an account of the various statements made by uh, both Schultz and Macron, and they are exactly what you're talking about. It's it's some lovely flowery language, which I'm sure they took many minutes to uh, to prepare about uh, unity and both the present and the future. We will be there for Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. And here's just a little more as Jake Tapper uh, is doing, I think, maybe the best job of any show on any network in covering Ukraine. Germany's economic might as the European Union's biggest economy makes it a critical player here. But instead of outright banning all oil and gas imports from Russia, Germany has opted to, quote, phase out those shipments, continuing a revenue stream which some critics say helps fund Russian war efforts. And while Germany reacted quickly, vowing to send desperately needed tanks and anti-aircraft systems to the Ukrainian front lines, Schultz's government later backpedaled, declaring that Germany needed to keep the weaponry and that, anyway, Ukrainian soldiers were not sufficiently trained to handle such advanced technology. That's a criticism quickly rejected by Zelensky when I sat down with him in April. So uh, when the pressure was at the highest, when the world was really paying the most attention, when the entire planet was, you know, um, uh, checking their news every single day and and, uh, I was seeing Ukrainian flag pins and all that sort of stuff, Germany said... They were going to send them all kinds of arms and cut off buying Russian oil, but they didn't follow through on those things. And now that mm. things have calmed down a little bit and people aren't paying as much attention, uh, they're getting away with it to a certain extent, which is troubling. The uh, now, I was going to say Schultz, uh, who's long resisted traveling to Kiev, said he didn't want to join the queue of people who do a quick in and out for a photo opportunity. Instead, the trip should focus on doing concrete things. They announced they'll provide Ukraine with three multiple launch rocket systems that they desperately need. All right. Um, This from the Washington Examiner, Jamie McIntyre, who is well known as a a great Twitter follower on anything military. U.S. says world is granting every request on Ukraine's latest weapons wish list. I wonder about this all the time because I hear the talk out of Ukraine saying they don't have enough stuff or that's not getting to them fast enough. As rapidly as humanly possible is what our sec def said yesterday, Lloyd Austin, when asked about uh, us supplying the Ukrainians. So a whole bunch of people got together. Our sec def, General Mark Milley, others, they were being questioned along with the, uh, they were meeting with Ukrainian commanders. Bottom line is everything General, I can't pronounce his name, asked for in Ukraine, we're sending as rapidly as possible. We get a source through the international community, through the United States and allies and partners, and we get it done, said General Milley. 
From the time that the requests are validated and authorized, it's only a matter of days until the requirement is sourced, shipped, and in the hands of the Ukrainians. If you were wondering about that, and I was, how long that takes, he says it's a matter of days. Ukraine is still outgunned. The numbers clearly favor the Russians in terms of artillery. Um, they outnumber, outgun, and outrange, General Milley said, the Ukrainians. But he pushed back when questioned about a tweet from the Ukrainian presidential advisor that Ukraine needs far more than what the U.S. and its partners have supplied. This is what General Milley said when confronted with that tweet that, hey, we're not giving them enough stuff. He mentioned a 1,000 howitzers, 300 multiple launch rocket systems, 500 tanks, 2,000 armored vehicles, and 1,000 drones. I don't know where those numbers are coming from, said Milley. They asked for 10 battalions of artillery. 12 battalions of artillery were delivered. Again, I'd say 97,000 anti-tank systems. That's more anti-tank systems than there are tanks in the world. They asked for 200 tanks. They got 237 tanks. They asked for 100 infantry fighting vehicles. They got over 300. So, unless you think we're lying, we're saying that we've given them more than they've even asked for, and we're getting it to them in days. Yeah, and I saw that uh, General Milley disputed the Ukrainians' own uh, figures of how many guys are dying every day in the east. They were claiming now it's three to five hundred, and Milley said, "No, nah, it's more like one to two hundred. So, you know, Ukraine is playing a desperate game of PR. There's no doubt. You know, who am I to tell them anything? But uh, don't get caught exaggerating too much. Yeah, right. It'll it'll hurt you more than it'll help you. Uh, General Milley went on to say that sixty Ukrainians have been have completed training on this particularly lethal weapons system that we gave them, and apparently is very complicated. We've trained up sixty Ukrainians. If they use the weapon properly and it's employed properly, they ought to be able to take out a significant amount of targets, and that will make a huge difference in the war. But that'll be by the end of the month, which is a long time if you're in the trenches getting shelled every single day. Yeah, boy, the grim, grim mathematics of war. Will this change the outcome long term? Maybe not. Uh, Will it uh, lengthen the conflict, leading to more lost lives? Probably. In the long term for humanity, for Europe, for Russia, will that save lives? Because they get hit so hard in the nose that they'll never be able to do it again. And China's thinking, wow, that's more trouble than uh, I thought it would be. Again, it's the grim mathematics of war. And, you know, there are enough variables. It's difficult to come to a solid conclusion. Right. Well, but but between the fact that General Milley said that yesterday and that Jamie McIntyre, who would challenge it if he didn't think it was true, is reporting it today, I think Mm -hmm. it's true. So we're giving them more than they asked for on the specific things. So let's, you know, calm down on that whole topic. It sounds yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, Germany's still an issue to get back to the beginning oh, yeah. of the segment. But, oh, yeah. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a grim story, and I, I find it difficult to follow now that it's going the wrong direction, which is stupid and childish. But it doesn't. it was making me feel good to follow it early on. Now mm-hmm. it makes me feel bad when I follow it, and so I don't follow it, which, again, is childish, but, you know. Human nature. Well, who wants to who wants to follow stories that make them feel bad? Well, and there's a grim sameness to it day after day, too. So, I mean, all you need is really a quick update, and you know what's going on. It's 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 awful. You know, speaking of Germany and and the long and short term effects of war, was there a single historian in say the 1940s who said? 
You know what I think the long-term result of Germany trying to conquer the world and getting crushed is going to be? They'll be a big, wealthy, but useless country for a long time because they'll be so scarred by, you know, being the Nazi country. I mean, who saw that coming? That they'll, they'll become so obsessed with not being Nazis that they'll be more or less useless in terms of preventing war or, or preventing the very sort of conquest that uh, old uh, Dolph Hitler engaged in. Right, right. Yeah, that is interesting, culturally speaking. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like it's like trying to explain something to a really stupid person, uh, you know, because they're saying, "Yes, Durr, I uh, duh, I was a big fat bully, and uh, I don't want to be that anymore, so I'm not going to be a bully." Okay, there's another bully who y- you didn't like being a bully. That's evil, right? Durr, yep, it's evil to be a bully. Uh, well, yep. there's a big mean bully. Right now, and we gotta stop him, or he's gonna do all the bad stuff that you're ashamed of. Duh, I don't want to be a bully. <laughs> or is it just crass financial decisions? Look, we paid for this stuff. We want to keep it ourselves. It'd be expensive to give it to you, and oil's cheaper from Russia, so we're gonna keep buying it. Is it just that? Yeah, there's uh, there is an element of cold practicality in German culture. It's one of the reasons they're such terrific engineers and car builders and that sort of thing. Um, it's it's dif- difficult to describe. My German teacher, who uh, who was absolutely terrific in college, explained some of it to us. Um, she was not a native German, but just fluent in the language. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's 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 a unique country, no doubt. So. Joe Getty's least favorite story, but America's favorite story. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. One of the jurors has finally been interviewed, and Ah. the reason for the decision that they made is, I find troubling if I'm ever on trial by a jury of my peers. How many times have I tried to tell you the jury system is scary? Personally, I do, but I don't know. Maybe you'll think it's fine. Among other things on the way, stay with us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. As a lot of Amber's story didn't add up, the crying, the facial expressions that she had, the staring at the jury, all of us were very uncomfortable. She would answer one question and she would be crying, and two seconds later she would turn ice cold. Some of us use the expression crocodile tears. So there you go. So the jury thought Amber Heard's crying was fake. Is that the way it works in a jury? Is it, is, is, I suppose it does. It just seems like it ought to be more fact-based than how realistic your crying seems. To, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like everybody cries the same. Although, I will tell you this about the jury system. The jurors are the sole arbiters of truth. Of If somebody's telling the truth, if they're a credible witness, and if you feel like you've caught them being dishonest, you can discount every single thing they say, if you want, or part of it. Uh, the other thing is, having served on several juries, there are a lot of people who are incapable of rational thought. They just can't do it. And so they don't. They don't even try. She would, so it becomes a, you know, I didn't like her. She just liked my sister. Right. Well, I'm the only person in America, apparently, that bought her story and thinks Johnny Dip did what she said. I'm the only one in America, so I'm, I'm in a vast minor, a minority. Uh, says this juror, she would answer one question and she'd be crying, and two seconds later she would turn ice cold. Some of us use the expression crocodile tears. The jurors said that Depp, on the other hand, remained composed throughout his hours of testimony. A lot of the jury felt what he was saying at the end of the day was more believable. He seemed a lot more real in terms of how he was responding to questions. You could also phrase it as he's a better actor than she is, couldn't you? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I find it weird that we base it on. I get the impression he's calm and believable, and she's not. All right, all right, all right. Here's a notion going to blow your mind. If somebody decided to make a movie of the trial, they could cast Johnny Depp and Amber Heard as themselves, and it would be exactly the same. <laughs> it was so bizarre. And so grotesque. I think the result should have been what you were predicting all along is there's no way of knowing which one of them tell the truth. Tie goes to we throw this out. That's that's what I think should have happened. There's no there's no way you can. I think that you should base it on. I don't think her crying was as real as his steadfastness. He's an actor. He does what he does for a living. Is is like it's it's act a certain way. Well, he decided I'm going to play the character of calm, uh, slightly saddened, uh, aging actor. And she thought, yes, I think I will present as an upset, wounded woman. Yes. And he's better at it than she is, I guess. I I don't know. The juror. I'm still the the only reason I was interested in this, because I've turned my nose up at the entire affair, the entire sordid affair, is that (laughs) 
<laughs> I found the results so befuddling. I was hoping I'd get something out of this. Uh, we followed the evidence, said this juror who did an interview. Myself and at least two other jurors don't use Twitter or Facebook. Others who had it made a point not to talk about it, okay, saying they weren't influenced by uh, that sort of stuff. What mm. I think is truthful was that they were both abusive to each other. I don't think that makes either of them right or wrong, but to rise to the level of what she was claiming, there wasn't enough or any evidence that really supported what she was saying. I, 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 don't, even, I, don't, know. I don't even know what that means. Okay, so you didn't believe her when she says that he threw a bottle at her, I guess, and, and hit her. You just don't believe her. That's all there is to it, right? When she said she made that joke about his tattoo that he changed from Winona Ryder to Wino Forever. <laughs> and when she laughed at that, he hit her. You just didn't believe you didn't you didn't buy her. You thought she was acting poorly, and when he said he didn't do it, you believed he was truthful. That's all there was to it. There is to it, I think. Well, and before you go to the jury room, the judge will give you very specific instructions on, you know, what you're deciding and and why. And I'm sure he let them know the the specifics of libel and and uh you have to have intent, you have to know it's false, uh you know, you have to have uh, be trying to do them damage, et cetera, et cetera. But my experience, again, in jury rooms is sometimes the jurors are too dopey or apathetic or whatever to really digest what the judge has told them. They'll just decide who they like. (laughs) That's very funny, Michael. Oh, boy. That was O.J. Simpson, if you didn't pick up on the the voice there. Uh, Well, I think she mentioned his tattoo and he hit her. That's what I think. I believe her when she says that. I don't know about all the other stuff. They're both crazy, drunk, drug people. And they deserved each other briefly, but uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, you need to serve on a jury, folks, for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's so interesting. I mean, it's one of the most interesting things you will ever do. Uh, I pray it's not too horrific a case or too long or whatever disrupts your life, but it's definitely worth doing. Uh, the second reason is uh, we need people who are non-morons in juries. Please, please, I say that as somebody who served with several Maroons, Morons, uh, and uh, maybe they're saying the same thing of me, uh, but the jury, your life is on the line in some cases. Sure. And 12 strangers are going to decide, do you get to keep your life or not so much? They're going to put you in a cage or take away all your money or whatever. And, uh, boy, the, the number of idiots on juries is well, scary. I, well, I got to tell you, if I'm in a similar situation, having just read what this juror said, if I was ever in a similar situation, God forbid, and I'm up there, I would be thinking, so how am I supposed to act? Like, am I being... Not upset enough, or am I being too upset? I mean, who wants that running through their head? Maybe you're just the sort of person that can recount stories without breaking down, or maybe you break down at the drop of a drop of a hat. Maybe you're that personality. Right. But you have to predict what they're going to think about what you're saying as you just tell the truth. That's troubling to me. Yeah, yeah, especially given the specifics of the case where he claimed slander because she hinted that he was a domestic abuser and it cost him tens of millions of dollars. Of course, our executive producer and almost all of you listening based on the text line would say she was clearly lying, Jack. What is wrong with you that you don't see that? So I don't know. I I wanted to talk about a movie that neither one of them uh, are in. Lightyear, that's the Buzz Lightyear movie. 
based on the Toy Story character that is out and has a lesbian kiss in it in the 14 countries that have banned the movie because of that. Why'd they put a lesbian kiss in the Buzz Lightyear movie? Why not? I guess would be the, oh, the response. There you go. That's a pretty good response. I don't know. I'm boycotting it because it doesn't have Tim Allen in it. Oh, what really? It doesn't? No. Anyway, China's involvement in it. Maybe we'll talk about that in hour three. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love & Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love & Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options or visit cdc.gov screenforlife for more information.